BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, the Armstrong and Getty Show. He's hated by every single person in California, except those 10 people he had dinner with in Napa that one time. Please welcome <laughs> Governor Gavin Newsom. That's great. How are things going in California? Teeth, white, bodies, tight. COVID, pretty bad. We've got a bi-coastal governor update for you. Gavin Newsom in uh, California and Governor Cuomo in New York. Completely different sorts of situations with the uh, same result we might be ending up with. Yeah, different shades of, uh, you know, Gavi, uh, while he did bed his best friend's wife, never forget. That was back when he was governor, wasn't it? I mean, uh, uh, mayor. mayor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's, it's probably unfair to bring it up. And I uh, We're all human. We all fall short sometimes. Michael, rewind the show, and let's, let's not air that part. That was out of bounds. But uh, in terms of idiotic, poor COVID administration, they're both guilty of that. Uh, Different sorts. True. So did you follow any of the Gavin Newsom at a restaurant again story over the weekend? It kind of burbled up a little bit and went away. Um, He may have eaten indoors at a restaurant in Fresno County, California, which is still purple tier and not supposed to have any indoor dining whatsoever. He was there to cut a commercial kind of PSA thing with comedian George Lopez. 
and in one of the shots you could see in the mirror that there look, appeared to be an awful lot of they and they for whatever reason cut this in a restaurant and uh, uh, in one shot you could see in the mirror it appeared to be a whole bunch of food and dishes on the table behind them right. so it looked like that they ate there but I don't know you're filming a commercial you might have brought in food for the commercial it's just complete utter nonsense well I, I you know Not I quite the same. I have an attitude similar to Congressman Tom McClintock, who we talked to about this after the infamous uh, French laundry incident, in which uh, I'm like, go ahead and eat inside. I don't care. I'm going to do what I want to do. I know how to protect myself and my family. You do what you want to do, Gavi. Uh, the problem being the regulations, not him you know, having half a, a cold burger in some Fresno restaurant with uh, the racist comedian Lopez. But, um, but, but the, you know, the net result is the same. The restaurant that's trying to make a living can't serve people in there, but if you're cutting a commercial you can have food in there and sit around and eat yep. because what the hell's the difference well there is no difference except they're powerful and you're not yeah oh speaking of the wokeshevik menace i really want to bring this to you this hour uh, we we reported last week on the anti-racism and of course there's nothing more racist than it the anti-racism training at coca-cola and one of our own beloved listeners uh, got canned no pun intended uh from coke because he was not down with that training and, and we want to tell you the tale okay for some reason, you saying canned remind me my son yesterday. Um, so I was playing catch with my son yesterday. He, my youngest, got he said we should get some gloves and some balls and play catch. Yes, we've never played catch in my family, which is unimaginable to me. When I when I when I started out with fatherhood, especially knowing I was gonna once I knew I was having boys, or I didn't find out at the same time that I was having. Anyway, um, I knew when I was gonna have a boy. I thought, oh, I'm gonna be playing catch, but neither one of them really have any interest in mm. playing catch with a with a glove and a. And a ball. I did that all the time with my dad. And and before for whatever reason, my youngest wanted to do that yesterday. And uh, over the weekend, and we went to Big Five Sporting Goods. I bought a couple of very cheap gloves because I thought you might play this for five minutes and never have any interest. If it catches on, we'll get real gloves. I got like the cheap plastic kind. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, see, that might be like a self fulfilling prophecy. That's or a something tough like one. That, yeah. That's a tough one. But I've yeah. been through a lot of these with my kids. Where yeah. okay, I know it. I'm going to get a really good basketball and a really good hoop, and this is what we're going to do, and it's going to sit over there in the corner forever. <laughs> um, but anyway, so we played catch quite a bit over the weekend, and uh, and I said, you know, I used to play catch with my dad for hours, and he said, yeah, but you used to, you used to play kick the can. You didn't have anything else to do. I said, I've <laughs> never played kick the can. They're always always going on about how we have Nintendo, we have other things to do. You didn't have any choice. You had to kick a can down a gravel road. <laughs> They were out there with a broomstick and some watered-up masking tape playing ball in the street. Stick ball. Uh, we really this had is fun, actually though. a great time. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. I had so much fun playing catch with my son. Oh, it was just absolutely fantastic. Uh, it's nice. That's really nice. I was having a good time, really having a good time. In the middle of it, at one point, we're playing catch out there. I, for some reason, decided to tell myself in my own mind, remember, this is as good as life gets right here. This Amen. is this is this is the peak of existing on planet Earth. What you're doing right now. For some reason, I thought I need to acknowledge that it's not shiny cars, it's not uh, things, it's not a big house. It's that you were so right about that. Amen, fun. brother. God, yep. we we did one where he, where we uh, he wanted to try to see if he could catch a really long throw, so I got far away and threw a really long one, and he caught one. He was so thrilled. He was <sighs> just dancing around with excitement. Nice. Oh, it was so much fun. That's ah, a beautiful thing. Anyway, now let's talk about Andrew Cuomo molesting women. Back to things that aren't Seems beautiful. It's a shame, yeah. So on the other coast from Gavin Newsom, this Charlotte Bennett woman who used to work for Andrew Cuomo came forward over the weekend, the second person to officially accuse 
of Cuomo of sexual harassment. She was an executive assistant. I think she was 24 at the time. Uh, says that Cuomo, and this is recently. This was She just left this past November. She was working with him during this whole while he's winning an Emmy doing a TV show every single day BS. While Behind the scenes, old people are dying. While he's killing people and shredding documents to hide, uh, hide his malfeasance. Anyway, he was hitting on her. He alleges She alleges that Cuomo asked her questions about her sex life, whether she was monogamous in her relationships, and if she'd ever had sex with older men. She says she was uh, fully under the belief that he wanted to sleep with her, and, he, and it was uncomfortable, and she needed to figure out how to wiggle out of it. Well, my, my favorite line is if, you know... As a young woman, it's just it's galling and sickening when this happens because you're you're trying to rise up in your career. You're trying to keep your nose clean, not you know trying to stay on the right side of the boss. He says to her, "She's keep in mind now. He's in his 60s. She's 24, 25. He says, "You know, I'm open to dating women in their twenties." Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. As if there are two reasons you would say that. Yeah, I'm I I'm not a believer. I'm not a hardcore believer in the whole if you. The asymmetry of power automatically makes it wrong. I don't. I don't think that makes sense. And I don't think that's denying the reality of males and females and love and sex. If she comes on to him, she's interested in him for whatever reason, like Kamala Harris was with Willie Brown. If she's interested in him for whatever reason, th- th- I don't think that's automatically a crime, like a lot of uh, you know the the we, the Me Too movement does. Sure, I see your point. But he can't be saying to some 24-year-old as a guy in his 60s, you know, I'm open to relationships of women in their 20s. You uh, you have any interest in sleeping with older men? You can't do that. No, that's that's a number one. That's no. just so damn heavy-handed. Oh, yeah. Have a little game, man. Oh, yeah, that's just so weak. And, Jack, while I understand your attitudes, Michael, if he grabs your butt again, I'll go with you to HR. Okay? <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, the most unsettling episode occurred when she was alone. Uh, in a series of interviews this week, she said the governor had asked her numerous questions about her personal life, including whether she thought age made a difference in romantic relationships, and said that he was open to relationships with women in their 20s. This is from the New York Times original report. Cuomo said in a statement Saturday that he believed he'd been acting as a mentor to the woman and had never made advances toward her. Never had I attended in any way, and they were jokes, but maybe there were jokes that fell flat. Mm. I suppose that's possible. It's possible. Yeah, and all that stuff is rude, but the, the, and the knives are definitely out for Cuomo in New York, but is this enough to get him tossed out? Probably no. No, it's uh, this is just more fuel for the fire. It's all about the cover up of the the nursing home deaths that I think are going to get him run out of office. Yeah, you got to keep in mind that there are a lot of Democrats that hate Cuomo in New York because his family has run the show for so long and they want to get over with their brand of being Democrats. So it's not all sure. purity of we want good honest leaders. That's uh, driving Cuomo out. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's an element of you watch the nature special and you got the one big old gorilla who's in charge of the troop. And then, you know, he roughs up the other gorillas. The minute they get to see a chance to see a little weakness, man, they just batter him down. And, and uh, yeah, so politics is like that. Sure. Of course, on the other hand, again, this happened in November. Having gone through the whole Me Too period where people were getting fired for all kinds of stuff way short of that. True. Uh, anybody with a brain should have known that you can't make a joke like that as a guy in his 60s to a young woman in her 20s. Hey, you ever sleep with older men? <laughs> that ain't going to work.
Unless you are the kingpin, you're a goon and a bully. And, and that much is, is clearly true about Cuomo. But I'm not sure how that'll go. It is clear that lunkhead, halfwit Gavin Newsom will be the subject of a recall election in California. I would be shocked if it's not on the ballot. I really like lunkhead. That's a good old-timey one. But uh, Representative Karen Bass, who uh, was the uh, Speaker of the Assembly for a long time in Cal Unicornia, super powerful in California politics, uh, I loved what she said. She's determined to help the governor defeat that recall effort. She said, and I quote, I think it's very sad. I think it's inappropriate. He does not deserve to be recalled. I believe he has done the best he could. Well, that may be true, but he's a lunkhead, Karen. (laughs) Anyway, here's the part that's worth sharing. He's having a lot of difficulty in the state because you have places in our state where people are COVID deniers. <laughs> okay, that's why the response has been so bad, because of those stupid redneck COVID deniers. You remember the, uh, who was the gal who said the other day that, no, was it, it was, uh, was it Javier Becerra? Somebody said, you see the uh, the recall effort in California? That's the same people who are storming the Capitol. That was Van Jones that said it was a QAnon conspiracy to recall. Van Jones did say that. That's Gavin right. Gavin Newsom. Yeah. Please, no, he's, he's a sucky, sucky governor. He's bad at his job. It's as simple as that. It's one of the least... like Now, granted, the, the whole French laundry dinner thing was big, but it's just... Terrible, mediocre, haphazard, arbitrary policies and performance through the entire the entirety of his term. That's it. It's as simple as that. He's crappy at his job. Well, sweet blood custard, we have a lot to get to today. Ooh. And we have uh, uh, a new uh, vaccine that's out, coming out. Got all the approval and everything. We only got to get one shot, 100%, uh, 100% effective. Gimme. They're announcing, which is pretty darn cool. Tiger Woods has finally broken his silence. They found Lady Gaga's dogs over the weekend. Oh, good. How about the uh, the dog walker who got shot? How's she doing? Her Whatever. Doing? And in the middle of the night, uh, we, co- we took one step closer to spending $2 trillion. So, oh, boy. All that stuff on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. When I started out. American Airlines pilot reported that during a flight over New Mexico, he saw a long cylinder object come close to his plane. Sorry, that was just our engine, said United. (laughs) A sailor who fell overboard survived for 14 hours in the Pacific Ocean by floating on a large piece of garbage. Sorry, that was our other engine, said United. <laughs> yes! Oh, yes! Oh, yes. unfortunate. I will willingly play along with any kicking of United, as they are my sworn enemy. <laughs> wow. By the way, Michael, we got a whole bunch of texts from people who also love the great British baking show. I have not seen that one. I'll have to check it out with my kids because they kind of like those shows. Hugely popular show. Okay. Huge. Yeah, we're, mm. we're nailed it, people, but we'll check out the British baking show thing. Now, is it merely a baking show with Brits? I mean, because that doesn't sound that arresting. So the... Briefly. It is a low-stress cooking competition show, right? So you don't have Gordon Ramsay yelling people and telling them they're an idiot sandwich while holding pieces <laughs> right. of bread to right. each of their ears. <laughs> right, for instance. But, but you, you get to see the, the quirky stuff of, like, the Eiffel Tower cakes. And so it's a, it's a low-stress, low-pressure, just very soothing watch that people seem nice. to really enjoy. Okay. 
then people order something to be delivered to their house and don't cook because that's how just... do you go on a, a Gordon Ramsay show and you you know he's going to ask you to make risotto you know that <laughs> <laughs> all right all right so coming up I have prepared a great time expense blood sweat and tears a feature on people who actually went to school board meetings or wrote their oh. local superintendents uh question the the local teachers unions and and what happened to them I want to hear that very interesting also controversial gavi possibility uh, how do we feel about a teachers union figure winning a gavi award for covid hypocrisy because normally it's a government figure no yeah, well, sure that's fine i think it's fine too so we'll have that coming up too so did you know this the trial is next week over with Derek Chauvin, the former police officer charged with killing George Floyd last year. Oh, wow. And Minneapolis has hired a bunch of social media influencers. The city has hired social media influencers to help spread the city's message and try to dispel misinformation during the trial. Well, gonna that have, is interesting. They're going to have like a war room. To see, you know, what stories are spreading around the country about this trial, and then they're going to try to to combat that if they have to. Well, I feel this isn't a direct example of the meme economy. I feel this is meme economy adjacent. Yes, and uh, assuming for the moment that they will be putting out truthful messages, it's also a great idea to get out in front of uh, the the twisted uh, rumors. Yeah, I'm doing this this story more for uh, the the fact that this is now a thing than this this trial particularly. Although mm-hmm. I think it will be interesting to follow when it starts next week. This is clearly something that you need to do. But but the fact that the city's doing it that's so interesting. Uh, the Minneapolis City Council voted Friday to support a $1.18 million joint information system plan focused on timely and relevant communication with the community. During periods of heightened tension. Right. So they're worried that, for instance, some story will come out, go around, whip people up, and they'll have rioting in the streets. And it might not be, you know, true at all or, or accurate or whatever. And they want to be able to push back at that. Well, right. And as a guy who sat through trials just because I'm interested in the process, distilling six hours of testimony into a single headline is bound to be misleading. Sure. How, and is, sensationalistic. Again, this is just so interesting. This is, this is the future of uh, communication. The six influencers that they hired, again, they spent a million dollars on this. The six influencers that the city hired will have a large local following and be considered trusted messengers who will send city-generated and approved messages under the approved proposal. Each of the influencers would be paid $2,000. How did you have the whole deal cost over a million? I don't know. Uh, Where can I get some of this? Minneapolis's neighborhood and community relations staff will choose the influencers who will specifically target the messages to members of black, Native American, East African, Hmong, and Latinx communities. According to CBS Minnesota. You just say Latinx. I said it because it's here in the Hill article. Latinx is not a thing. People who are of Hispanic descent do not know what it is or like it. Do you realize that, white college graduates? It's white people telling brown people how to refer to themselves. Yeah, what could be more racist than that? Anyway, this might be the future of the world. You have a police shooting in your town, and immediately influencers need to get on social media and get out, you know, push back against any false narratives before the riot starts. As long as it's truthful, that's smart. Armstrong and Getty.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected or check out a Stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moon roof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Florida got it right, and the lockdown states got it wrong. I don't know if you agree with me, but Dr. Fauci is wrong a lot. I hear President Biden saying, America's back. (laughs) Back to what? They are more focused on renaming Abraham Lincoln High School then they are opening up so kids can go back and learn there. There you go, a little taste of CPAC from the weekend, which is a gathering of the hardest of hardcore of Republicans and cheering and whatnot. And Trump spoke yesterday. Give a pretty good speech. We talked about that earlier. We'll probably talk about it again, play you some clips. It was definitely, uh, his, his message was unifying, not some sort of new party or anything like that. It was disciplined teleprompter Trump for the most part. Which is interesting at this point. But again, we can analyze that uh, coming up in a little bit. And if you missed it, there are some really interesting things he said, and pretty good, I thought. Contraband baloney has been smuggled into the United States, Joe. I'll have that story coming up. 
And I will attempt to not make any juvenile jokes about baloney smuggling. Oh, boy. Somebody has hidden the salami. (laughs) Oh. We'll have that story coming up. Brought you this story. uh, I think it was last week. What, Sean? I said I work with children. Yes, well, (laughs) keeps keeps you young. Anyway. I just don't get to say it that often. Right. Coca-Cola employees were urged to be less white as part of the company's alleged diversity training. We talked about this uh, last week. The Confronting Racism training featuring the whole white fragility garbage and the anti-racism racism. Uh, among the other things posted to Twitter by a YouTube commentator, in the U.S. and other Western nations, white people are socialized to feel that they are inherently superior because they are white. Another slide suggests try to be less white. I really t- don't feel like I was socialized to believe that as a white person I'm superior to other races. I really don't think that happened in my life. Quite the opposite. Uh, another slide suggests try to be less white with tips including be less oppressive, listen, believe, and break with white solidarity. And it went uh, through a lot of the usual garbage in which they pointed out that uh, being being prompt or punctual is white. Insisting on logic and data is, is white supremacy. Let's see, what are some of the other highlights I wanted to touch on? Well, you've, you've heard this stuff, right? You're probably pretty well uh, acquainted with it, as insane as it is. Well, alert listener Al Anonymous uh, wrote, Guys, I just wanted to say how awesome it was to hear the whiteness at Coca-Cola story on your show. I worked for Coke until I was fired on July 2nd of last year. I've been quiet until the story came out, even though everyone, including my direct supervisor there, told me I should get an attorney. I just didn't want to deal with it since their claim is not is that not embracing BLM makes me a racist. Then he mentions that he and his family are true Coke guys, that their kids love Coke, they got the polar bears and the rest of it. And uh, This started when they did a training session, which defined racism as anything that can be perceived as racist. We talked about this last week, too. <laughs> During the meeting, I asked for examples, and they gave one of a former worker that called people Bubba because of his military background saying even though he is not racist and had no intent whatsoever, but if an African-American heard it and it perceived it to be racist, it is racist. I thought it was a ridiculous example, which people seem to agree with. A few weeks later, I was called off my route and into an office with two corporate managers I have never met and nobody else. Hey, that happened to us once. Yeah, it did. (laughs) They started pulling out screenshots of Facebook posts over the past few weeks, all taken with a within a minute of posting because apparently they had started monitoring my social media the minute that meeting had ended. So take note, my friends, and we have been urging you to challenge this stuff. Ask questions, not sit still. Keep in mind that the corporate fathers there at Coke decided, well, okay, we got a troublemaker here. Start monitoring his his social media. Sure, sure. Uh, Which is crazy. None of them were bad. That's what, uh, I, that's what I've been saying. You know, I say, others say, whatever. You got to fight this or whatever. Okay, that's that's an easy thing to say, fighting this. But you're putting your neck on the line. You know, and that might be you. You, you might be the breadwinner. You know, you got you got a family. You got kids. You right. like where you live. It's you know. It's Although not that there is easy. there is one final point here that might make you feel better if you want to resist this stuff. Uh, one one of the. The shared post was just posting your podcast in which you discussed George Floyd with uh, uh, no comment. I had to explain my posts, which were not hard. Then you got to keep in mind, Mike uh, or Al is uh, a Mexican-American. 
Um, and he had posted a humorous Mexican word of the day meme. Well, that's what got him fired because they said they pulled the screenshot, they showed it to a Hispanic employee to get their opinion, and they found it to be racist. They did not show it. Then I posted wow, it. Wow, so just one, showed the meme. one person's opinion on it is all it takes. Yeah. <laughs> that's something. I have Mexican descent, grew up in that culture. The only reason Coca-Cola saw it was because my Mexican aunt asked me to make it shareable because she found it so funny. Wow. I was told to write a letter of apology for my racist attitudes and resign, or I can be fired. I chose uh, option number two. Um, and uh, I had four months' salary saved. We figured we'd be fine and I'd get a job quickly. Turns out that Coca-Cola made it impossible to get a job for months, even telling my current employer that I was, quote, terminated for racist actions. Oh, oh my God, I thought that was illegal. You do have to get a lawyer, man. You have to get a lawyer now. I'll pay for it. Um... Yeah, and then he says some really charitable, good, and, and kind Christian things. You don't want to hire him, he's a racist. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. You know, I happen to know what state uh, Al is in. Uh, I know a lot of states where that would, is incredibly illegal. But here's the here's the thing. And, again, he's perfectly justified in, in posting the, uh, the Mexican word of the day thing. I mean, it, nobody would actually think that's racist because they, the Hispanic employees they showed it to, again, they showed them the meme. They did not show what Al posted commenting on the meme. Um, be so incredibly careful what you post online. Go through your feed. Look at it. For some reason, something in writing, something people can see on the right. Internet, is right. it's, that's the death penalty. Right. You're right. That is the way we look at things. It's like with the confirmation hearing for what's her name that's going on right now. Yeah. Well, they after he he asked questions and they were good solid questions at the racist training they were forcing him to go uh, to. He was still okay, but it was that one loose social media post. So bear that in mind. So that reminds that me, sucks, Al. We feel for you, man. I tweeted this out over the weekend. The campaign to cancel wokeness from Michelle Goldberg, her opinion piece in the New York Times. How the right is trying to censor critical race theory. And the whole, yes. then the whole point of this article is the snowflakes that are always complaining about cancel culture want to cancel a discussion about critical race theory. Uh, what people want to cancel is, and she uses the example of the Trump administration, um, uh, banning it from being taught in government agencies. And now Biden has reversed that because the snowflakes wanted to cancel. Uh, there's nothing want, wrong with wanting to Cancel something you're teaching in schools or something you're teaching to government workers with my tax dollars. That's perfectly reasonable to be against that. Right. Right. Well, and I you love can the write phrase books they, about it. I'm not for not allowing a book about it to be on Amazon, for instance. I have no problem with that whatsoever. Or, or go on C-SPAN and, and talk about it for hours at a time. That's fine. But you don't get to teach it to my kids without me pushing back. That's not cancel culture. Well, and I found it ironic. She said, you know, they're afraid of a discussion of critical race theory. Oh, no, 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 no. I would like to have a discussion right now. We have a discussion on a show every day. And I want more and more people to hear that discussion because I think it's racist. I think it's Marxist claptrap. I think it's bent on seizing power and has nothing to do with justice. So there, let's discuss all you want. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh, so we got that stuff, and we'll be talking about that for uh, years and decades to come. Once the Civil War has begun, we'll, we'll explain how it all started with this what? whole critical race huh? theory thing. And that's what uh, drove us to being in the streets.
and at each other's throats. Wait, what? No, 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 no. It's spring. The weather's nice. Stop it. I do have the contraband baloney story I need to get to. I'm going to talk about story number two from 60 Minutes last night, which is how that attack on our military base in Iraq was a big deal. Big deal. And for some reason, we downplayed it. Our Pentagon and President Trump at the time downplayed it. Not exactly sure what the strategy was there or why we're up playing it now in this ongoing um, uh, war of words and strategies with Iran, which is like every single day. Iran announced last night they will not sit down for face-to-face meetings with the United States over this mm-hmm. uh, the Iranian nuclear deal. So Biden's been, I think, going way too far down the road of rolling over and showing your belly to Iran, and they're still saying, no, that's not enough. We're not going to talk to you. We're going to keep uh, enriching uranium and trying to get a bomb. Sorry. That's an interesting tack they're taking. I, I wonder how I think, that ends. I think they just think he's soft, I think. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. But more on that later. A bunch of different things. Um, What was the uh, one more that I wanted to tease? Cause it's a well, we're going to talk about uh, folks who actually went to their school board meetings or confronted superintendents, that sort of thing. We've got a special Gavi Award for a union leader. I love that because I plan to do that in old age. That's what I'm going to do when I'm old and no longer employable, is I'm going to go to city council meetings and school board meetings and be active in my local community wherever it is that I live. Oh, keeping up your saving habits now that the pandemic's over. Some good advice on that that I really liked. And the new COVID um, uh, vaccine from Johnson & Johnson that's out today. Very good news. All that stuff. All that stuff on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Remember old Alexis Navalny? He disappeared briefly in Russia. He's the uh, opposition leader to Putin. Disappeared over the weekend. Well, they found him. We know where we are, where he is now. That story is not good for him. It shows you how brutal Putin is. Was so he him. all in the same place? He's alive. Okay. Ugh. He's alive. But where they've got him is not good. Oh, boy. Wow. Brutal. That uh, to come also the uh, the stirring sixty minutes story about the attack on the American air base by the Iranians unbelievable dramatic interesting and why were we lied to about what happened there might be for good reason I'm not like angry that the government lied to us I'm just trying to figure out what the strategy is so one of the big battles going on right now in most people's regular lives is getting their kids back in school we've been talking about it a lot we've encouraged you go to school board meetings write letters write emails that sort of thing <clears throat> and a lot of y'all have been doing it and uh some of the reactions you've gotten we're going to feature in a moment or two we thought we'd start here with uh the la mesa this is southern california school board was having a virtual zoom meeting and they were discussing the uh the vote on a reopening plan and one of the uh, board members, Sharda Bell Fontenot, made some rather strange comments about some of the board members who really wanted to open up. Let's go with uh, clip 71 first. And I know that what we're doing is wrong. So how are we forcing people? That seems like a very white supremacist ideology to force people to comply with, you know, and conform. <laughs> Just letting you know. Privilege. Check it, you guys. Wait a second. Where did that come from? What? Well, it, the look on your face is precisely the look on the face of the other board members who are saying, whoa, 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 we're trying to figure out when to reopen and how, and we need to take a vote, and all of a sudden we're white supremacists. 
What are you talking about? That sounds like a white supremacist ideology. Well, I would be so worried if somebody said that in my presence in a meeting because I think I'm dealing with a crazy person. Like a person that's, um, you know, really over the top for this ideology. Right. Which is kind of a form of crazy. But I I think, man, I got to really handle this carefully. And a person who, and see if you can come up with a word to describe this. A person who is contemptuous of you because of your race believes you are inferior. She went on to explain what the heck she's yapping about in 72. We have to give the teachers, we have to give the students, the parents a date. We don't have to give anybody any date. So I don't want to be a part of forcing anybody to do anything they don't want to do. That's what slavery is. (laughs) so the one gal saying we gotta tell parents a date when their kids can go back to school you're gonna be forced to do anything you don't want to do at work today that's what slavery is that's not exactly what slavery is and then uh, finally a couple of parents had comments uh one a white not that it matters you know what i'm not gonna give their races there there are a variety of folks that are represented in 73 but that kind of person who has a personal agenda and not in the best interest of the kids or families should not be in office. Nope, I thought there was a dude involved, too. Oh, well, doesn't matter. Give me 70 real quick, Sean. I believe it was taken too far. I was in shock. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of people are calling for that crazy lady to resign. I certainly hope she will. It's There is also an element of, you know, you make an argument and I don't have an argument. So I'll just call you a white supremacist. Beautiful. Just beautiful. Got a couple of emails, too. Uh, <clears throat> we'll just keep everybody anonymous. Uh, this is a, a person who uh, wrote a letter to the school board president. I appreciated the response he writes. It's the least dismissive so far. However, please focus on this paragraph. <clears throat> the superintendent actually said, only recently has the political climate for California schools shifted to allow our district to pursue more in-classroom instruction. Then they mentioned we're beholden to the uh, health of the, the union, essentially. Uh, and so we just we couldn't even talk about reopening till recently. Thought that was interesting. Yeah. And then uh, Anonymous writes, after a discussion with a friend this weekend about the ridiculous reopening options in our school district, uh, which they gave us, which, by the way, they provided no information about, but told us we had to make a choice within a couple of days, leaving parents to scramble and call each other and the teachers to figure out what the options even were. My friend told me not to discount the power parents really have over the district. The thing is, we do have a parent coalition fighting to reopen the schools, but we have been demonized, called racist and white supremacist and wackos. Which brings me to my point. <clears throat> Excuse me. Their tactics are working. Our coalition has a private Facebook group. I don't even sign my full name to letters and statements to the board because enough people either buy into the labels or say they do to protect themselves, and I can't put my family in the crosshairs. I can't chance getting fired from my woke company, my husband from his public job, or risk losing friendships for my kids because other parents and community members think I'm some wacko racist. So even though I'm more than justified in fighting this, I'm keeping it quiet because the risks... Um, you know, et cetera. Part of me feels like a coward, but I just can't risk it right now. Thanks for being a voice of reason in, in these crazy times. Not a voice of reason. Nobody wants a voice of reasons. Um, wow, that is so troubling. So this craziness, I forget where it started. Maybe you remember where we first heard it. But this craziness that being punctual is white supremacy or 
you know, ex- ex- expecting uh, uh, being goal oriented is a, a sign of white supremacy. All this or stuff. relying on data, relying on logic—that's white supremacist. And then, then that was mocked when that first emerged. Um, but it's catching on some places. It would seem like people heard that and thought, "Yep, I agree with that." Yeah, it's it's really strange and racist against people of color too. The idea that sure uh, logic, use of data, organization, civilization—these are white values. They're white supremacist values. You know, you look at some of the incredible success stories in Latin America and Africa. Uh, these uh, these rising economies, growing economies. What did they use? They used logic and data and science and and the rule of law and democracy and the rest of it. They used precisely the values you're causing, calling white supremacist as a bunch of brown people. It's just it's idiotic. I can't believe anybody buys this philosophy. On a completely different story, they found Lady Gaga's French bulldogs over the weekend. We. Oui. So they were in an alley uh, tied to a pole. Somebody called in a tip. Hey, the dogs are there. So, so whoever had them. And I haven't heard of you whether or not somebody's get actually getting the reward or not, but somebody somebody gave them back. Mm. Um, the dog walker continues to be in the hospital, I believe, having been shot multiple times. The dog walker who ended up a secondary story to the whole Lady Gaga's dogs are missing tale. Right, right. Well, it sounds like some geniuses decided to steal Lady Gaga's dog, shot a guy, and then realized the enormity of what they'd done and just tied the dogs to a post and headed for the hills. Could be. I mean, never discount the idea that the criminal is an idiot, because most are. Ask any cop. Uh, we can get to some of the details later. This is from the New York Times today. Alexei Navalny is in one of the worst prisons in Russia on purpose and uh, is, is basically going to be tortured by Putin for daring to run against him for president. Yikes. I wish I had a tenth of his courage. Another foreign power that hates us, Iran, tried to kill a whole bunch of our soldiers while Trump was president, but we kind of kept it secret for some reason, maybe for good reason, I don't know. 60 Minutes went into this story last night. It's it's something else. Stay tuned for that. Armstrong and Getty. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. 
equal housing opportunity.